Johnson Wax Program with Fibber McGee and Molly. The makers of Johnson Wax Products for Home and Industry present Fibber McGee and Molly, written by Don Quinn and Phil Leslie, with music by the King's Men and Billy Mills Orchestra. friend said to you, I keep house with wax, would you know what she meant? Well, if you went over her home room by room, I think you would. Because in every one of those rooms, from the front door through the kitchen, you'd find wax protection, wax polished beauty. Floors that grow lovelier with every application of Johnson's wax. Tabletop, sideboard, chair arms that gleam with wax protection that are so easy to keep clean and sparkling. Windowsills that are not afraid of a sudden shower. Venetian blinds, picture frames, leather articles that wear a coat of Johnson's wax proudly. Yes, you'd find in every room evidence of regular applications of Johnson's wax to all kinds of surfaces, protecting them, preserving them, adding beauty and length of life, and saving hours of housework. That's what we mean by protective housekeeping with Johnson's wax. And believe me, it pays big dividends. Kramer's Drugstore in Westville Vista is noted for two things. It's wonderful chocolate fudge and the fact that it usually hasn't got any. But today the sale is on. And here, just home with a bag, big bag full of the confection, we find Molly. Our Fibber McGee and Molly. McGee, you know what I got at Kramer's Drugstore? Don't tell me you bought some of that quick-drying fountain pen ink at Kramer's. That stuff is terrible. Why is it? I had some of that on my last trip to Peoria. You did, huh? You know how you always shake your pen at a hotel wall to see if the ink is flowing right? Yeah. Well, that stuff dries before it hits the wall. <laughs> Rattles against the wallpaper like you were throwing buckshot. Well, that's too bad. But that isn't what I started to tell you. Kramer's were having a special sale. That outfit's sale. always having a special sale. They think a one-cent sale means giving you four pennies for a nickel. Yeah, but this was a... Kramer's idea of a bargain is giving you two of something you don't want with something you gotta have for half again what you'd have to pay if you went someplace you'd rather go to if it wasn't raining. <laughs> Now, look, dearie, will you stop interrupting me a minute? Huh? Telling you something is like trying to lie on your back and play badminton with hailstones. I'm sorry, Molly. I didn't mean to interrupt. Go ahead and talk. Thank you. I was just going to say that I bought... I hate it. It's a guy that won't let the other guy talk. I know that. That's why I was... Form of egotism. That's what it is. Thinks what he has to say is so much more important than what the other guy is saying. He just can't keep his big, fat mouth shut. Exactly. Now, then... When I was down at Kramer's Drugstore... 
For goodness sakes, McGee, will you please let me talk? Why, that wasn't me, Mommy. That was the doorbell. What? Oh, pardon me. Come in. Mrs. McGee? Yes? I'm your new neighbor next door. If we should go away for a few days, would you take care of our boxes? Oh, you betcha, sis. I'm very fond of dogs. Oh, this isn't a dog. Huh? It's our cousin, Punchy McClatchy. Thank you very much. <laughs> My goodness, did you ever hear of Punchy McClatchy, McGee? Sure, sure. Six feet of fighting scar tissue who couldn't batter his way out of a hairnet. <laughs> Known in prize fight circles as the Waltz King. <laughs> Gone into more dives than an MP in Paris. And made a will leaving his jaw to the Libby Owens Glass Company. <laughs> But tell me, kiddo, what were you saying about Kramers? You got me interested. Well, uh, this morning I had a terrific desire for some good chocolate fudge, so... Fudge? I... Well, why didn't you say so? Don't give it another thought, Snooky. I'll whip you up a batch of fudge. The old-fashioned kind. Oh, please, McGee, you don't have to make me any fudge because Your I... Your wish is my command, madam. You says you were hungry for fudge, so you get fudge. Now then, what do I need to make fudge? Cocoa? Eggs? Eggs? No, no, don't need eggs. Now hand me the phone. I've got to call the grocery. Here, but now listen. Thanks. Hello, operator. Give me Jimmy Sales Grocery and Meat. Mark my words, it's her. Who? Mert. <laughs> How's every little thing, Mert? Yes. What say, Mert? Your married sister. In an interesting condition, eh? Ah, isn't that nice? No, 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 no. She was studying ballet and got her foot caught behind her neck. <laughs> What's say, Mert? Yeah, yeah, the grocery store. Thanks. Hello, sales grocery. Pippa McGee speaking. I just called to order some eggs, but I happen to think you don't need eggs to make fudge, so forget the whole thing. <laughs> well... Here we go, laughing and scratching. Come on out in the kitchen, baby. McGee, for the last time... But it probably time... won't be the last time, Tootsie. When you fling a fang into this fudge I'm going to make, you'll realize why the chief of the Waldorf is a man. That's pronounced chef, dearie. It is? Well, when I was in the Army, I cooked a mess of baked beans for the commander-in-chef. That's and... cheap. I cooked a mess of beans for the commander-in-chief that were so wonderful, he wanted to know the name of the chief that cooked them. Chef! The chef that cooked them. So I tell the commander in chef, I said... Chief! <laughs> Where's the saucepan? <laughs> ah, here we are. Those are frying pans, McGee. So what? Didn't you ever eat any fried fudge? <laughs> Frying brings out all the delicate... Hey, 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 hey. What are we keeping this thing for? That's a colander. Well, it's full of holes. <laughs> I only want the best equipment in any kitchen of mine. Throw that thing out the window. Certainly. Thanks. Now then, a double boiler. Why a double boiler? I always boil my fudge twice. Uh, now, let me see. Salt, pepper. Billy Mills is the orchestra, and it's got to be this or that.
Boys, this fudge is going to be good. Look at that rich brown color. Yep. Like the back of an old boxing glove. <laughs> Boy, get a load of that smooth, creamy consistency. <laughs> this stuff is going to turn out to be pure velvet. Yes, one bite and you have a long nap. If it turns out as good as I expect, I might put it on the market. Fibber's fine fudge. Oh, my. I can just see the billboards. Feeling foul, folks? Why fret humor fuss? <laughs> Feed your face with a fistful of Fibber's fine fudge. <laughs> If feeling low with work and drudgery, drop in on Fibber's fancy fudgery. Ah, <laughs> that's really great. I'll make the name of Fibber McGee anonymous with fine candy every place. You uh, mean synonymous, dearie. Hmm? It starts with a sin, and if you think I'm whistling Dixie, you're tone deaf. <laughs> I'll have my fudge in every drugstore in the United States. Bye, Georgia. Come in. Oh, it's Mary Latrivia. Out here in the kitchen, Your Honor. Oh, hello, Molly. Hello, McGee. Hi, Latrivia. Have a chair and watch a master confectioner confect a confection. <clears throat> what witch's brew are you concocting there, McGee? If you're working on synthetic rubber, don't go any further. A set of tires that smelled like that which set the automotive industry back 75 years. He's making fudge, Your Honor. Oh, fudge. What was that last crack, Latrivia? I merely said, oh, fudge, indicating that I had, with my usual perspicacity, grasped the situation. Oh. Uh, may I make a suggestion? Certainly, Mr. Mayor. Well, every time I drop in for a friendly chat, we seem to conclude with some unseemly conversational brawl. Now, let us for once not get into an argument. Oh, it's okay with me, Latriv. I'm a peaceful citizen. I can get along with anybody. Well, now, isn't that nice? Yeah. Ah, splendid. People who go around with chips on their shoulders... Just leave not... my father out of this, Latrivia. That's <laughs> Your father? What did I say about you? His father was a carpenter, Mr. Mayor. And just because an honest cabinet maker has a few chips on his shoulder doesn't give oh, you... Oh, I was speaking in a rhetorical sense, McGee. I certainly did not mean actual chips. I you mean my I... father used phony chips? <laughs> now, just a darn minute, Latrivia... There's no more honest people in the world than carpenters. And I guys... didn't say a word about carpenters. You brought that up. No, he brought McGee up. He... I mean, an, an honest chipper, a, a chopping honester. Uh, when a man has a chip on his father... Stop shouting at my wife, Latrivia. I was not shouting! I was not shouting at your wife. Well, who were you shouting at, Mr. Mayor? At your husband. Speak up, Latrivia, speak up. <laughs> if you got anything to say, out with it. Quit mumbling. I... I was only trying to... When I attempted... I was hoping that for once we... McGee, don't you like me? Why, of course he likes you, Mr. Mayor. You're a fine chap, Latrivia. Inclined to fly off the handle now and then, like a cheap hatchet. <laughs> But a fine chap for all of that. Thank you. Then, before I leave, may I tell you something I've never said to anyone else? Why, of course, Your Honor. What is it, old man? Simply this, McGee. You have dripped that horrible mess of fudge all over the front of your shirt and pants. And on you, it looks good. <laughs> Do you suppose he doesn't like carpenters? Just a frustration, I'd say. 
Probably wanted to be a carpenter himself and couldn't. Because yeah. he always puts the wrong construction on everything. Yeah, that may be. But... Yeah. Oh, McGee, you've spilt that stuff all over the floor. Ah, so what? I got plenty left. I made a couple. I made a double recipe. Hey, so everybody I... home? Out here in the kitchen, Mr. Wilcox. Oh, hi, Junior. Hello, pal. Hello, Molly. Hello, Mr. Wilcox. Do you like fudge? Is that what he's making there? Yes. No. <laughs> Am I to misconstrue that as a reflection on my cooking, Junior? If the shoe fits, pal, you can walk for miles without finding an argument. Gee, I wish you had a copy of my cookbook. Your cookbook? I never knew you were interested in cooking, Mr. Wilcox. Family recipes, aren't they? No, I just stole them here and there. You know the old saying, if you steal from one author, it's plagiarism. But if you steal from everybody, it's research. Well, mine's research. Now, looky here, Junior, looky here. <laughs> I know you, and I know you ain't doing this strictly for the benefit of frazzled females. You got a gimmick in there someplace. Well, there is one little device I thought was interesting. Stand by, Racine. Here it comes. <laughs> Well, you see, every time I mention eggs or gravy or soup or anything that's liable to be spilled, I add a footnote. It says, remember, spilled things are easily wiped up if your kitchen linoleum is protected by Johnson's self-polishing glow coat. Why, that's a very unobjectionable reminder, I'd say. Yeah, that's the vicious part of this guy's approach, Molly. <laughs> he sneaks up on you like Aunt Tessie's elderberry wine. <laughs> And in the chapter on preparations, of course, I tell how to keep the kitchen always ready for use. How to pour out a little Johnson's glow coat, spread it around, and let it dry with no rubbing or buffing necessary. And how it beautifies the linoleum and makes it last six to ten times longer. And then, hey, what time is it? Six to ten. Oh, gee, I gotta go. I'll see you later, folks. Hey, 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 don't you want to wait and have some fudge? No, 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 thanks. I always thought you had quite a sweet tooth, Mr. Wilcox. Well, I have, but my sweet tooth takes advice from my wisdom tooth. So long, now. Imagine Mr. Wilcox an author. Ah, pata. All it takes to be an author these days is an idle summer and a publisher with too big an income tax. Well, passing up that fertile subject for the time being, dearie. Move aside while I wipe up that spilt fudge. Okay. I gotta beat this panful a little more anyway. You know, this baking soda don't mix in very good. Baking soda? Did you put baking soda in that fudge? Why, certainly. It makes it light and fluffy. It's the vinegar that gives it that sharp, tangy smell. Vinegar? Oh, now, McGee, after all, you don't put everything into making fudge. I didn't put everything into it. Look at all the stuff on the shelf there I didn't use. <laughs> Celery salt, onion flakes, horseradish. Hey, horseradish? What a dash of no, horseradish? No, no. <laughs> don't stir it so hard, dear. You keep spilling it. Okay. I'll beat it out on the back porch and whip it. I'll be back in a minute. Oh, I bought a little goat, and his name was Jack. But he got so homesick, I had to give him back. Oh, <laughs> hi, mister. Oh, hi, Teeny. Now, don't get too close to me now. I might splash some of this on you. And it's hot stuff in more ways than one. <laughs> what you making, mister? What you making? Watch out. Fudge, sis. And if you keep quiet like a good kid, I'll let you help me lick the pan. Oh, boy. Gee, thanks, mister. I love fudge. You do, eh? Hmm? I says you do, eh? Do what? Love fudge. I know it. <laughs> Take a gander at that, sis. Beautiful, eh? Bet you never saw any fudge that color before. <laughs> I bet you I never saw anything that color before. 
Now, making good fudge is a fine art, sis. Mm -hmm. I ever tell you why they call it fudge? Oh, <laughs> no. Well, sir, hundreds of years ago, even before one man's family was on the air, <laughs> there was a family of little elves lived in a great big forest. Mm-hmm. You know what an elf is, sis. Sure I do, I bet you. My daddy is an elf. He goes down to the elf's club every day. <laughs> no. no, I didn't say elk. I said elf. Brownies, gnomes, leprechauns, pixies. Elves. I mean, elves. Okay. Well, sir, one day the chief of the elves, a little fellow named Egg Duff, was out for a beetleback ride, and he fell off his beetle and got lost. Oh. <laughs> and he wandered around getting hungrier and hungrier till he come to a place where some human beings had been having a picnic. Oh, how did he know human beings had been there, mister? How did he? Hmm. Well, because the grass was all torn up and the trees had initials carved all over them, and there was tin cans laying all around and dirty newspapers and broken glass and all stuff like that there. Oh. Uh, Nobody makes a mess like that except human beings. Oh. Uh, well, sir, little Egg Duff climbs around looking for something to eat, and he finds a little crumb of brown candy, and he eats it. It's delicious. And he eats some more. Mm-hmm. And he gets so much strength and energy, he walks right straight home again without any trouble. Oh, gee, goody. Uh -huh. And he tells all the other little elves all about the wonderful stuff he'd found, and they all wanted some. So being a bright little elf, little egg duff got a bee, got him to bring him some honey, and he milked a few milkweed plants to get some milk, and made a batch of the finest fudge you ever saw. Oh. Uh, where'd they get the chocolate, mister? Hmm. <clears throat> Well, they got off, no, off of the Beatles' cocoa. Uh, they, they got it all right. Anyway, all the little elves were so happy about it and so grateful to Egg Duff and got to like fudge so much. You know what they did? Sure. Huh? They called fudge on account of that Egg Duff spelled backwards. What? Well, I gotta go now. So long, mister. One of all the little point killers I ever heard. I still think that's it. Kingsman singing Tam Pico. Hi, Tam Pico, on the Gulf of Mexico. Tam Pico, Tam Pico, that's the place to go. Tam Pico, Tam Pico, where banana boats all go. Tam Pico, Tam Pico, down in Mexico, the senoritas they wave. When you arrive at the docks, the native costumes they wear are slacks and bobby socks. Hi, Tampico, Tampico, where the balmy breezes blow. Tampico, Tampico, down in Mexico, to Mexico, you go to buy some pottery there. To beat the luxury tax, you find that when you get home, they sell it cheaper at Saks. Hi, Tampico, Tampico, where the weary tourists go. Tampico, Tampico, down in Mexico. You think you'll learn to do the samba and the rumba, so you engage a senorita in a hurry. You find she's got a broken telephone number. And learn to dance by mail from Arthur Murray. Ow, oh, Tampico, Tampico, where the great big pool they throw. Tampico, 
Tampico, down in Mexico. As the sunset fades to a purple glow, we bid farewell to Tampico. We'll steal away and leave her stay there on the Gulf of Mexico. people and kick him in the teeth. Oh, Heavenly days, McGee. Haven't you finished making that fudge yet? No, oh, not quite. I had to boil it over again. Why? I couldn't taste the mint sauce. Mint sauce? McGee, this is going to be the most horrible... Now, 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 now. Take it easy, Mommy. Take it easy. Hand me the vanilla, will you? Please. Certainly, sir. Here you are. Thank you. Oh, Yeah. That ought to do it. It really should. I haven't smelled so much vanilla since I walked past the stag line at our high school graduation dance. Ah, <laughs> oh, McGee, for goodness sake, you can't... Come in. Who is it? Dr. Gamble, Molly, where are you? Oh, we're out in the kitchen, Doc. Come on out. Well, well, this is a happy little domestic scene. You look cute in that apron, McGee. The only difference between you and Ann Sheridan is that you look like Bull Montana. He's making a batch of fudge, Doctor. Oh? Geez, smells swell. Let me start a while, McGee. Okay, kid, come on. You stir five minutes and I'll stir five oh, minutes. Oh, okay? for goodness. <laughs> Here, Doctor, here's an apron for you, too. The Tomain sisters at work. You interested in cooking, Doc? Love it. Did you ever eat any of my guinea hen Maryland with sauce gamble? No, no, no. Never been in Maryland, Doc. Oh. I got a great little recipe for barbecued meatballs with wild rice. You see, you get yourself a pig. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but wait till you try my spinach ring. Hmm? And my salami cacciatore. Brother, you haven't lived till you've tasted that. Now, look, first you take some dry sherry. Oh, see? no, no, I never use dry sherry, Doc. No? Always wet sherry. Oh. <laughs> the dry sherry... Now, look, in... boys, am I in the way here? I can just as well go out on the porch and smoke a cigar. <laughs> no, 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 stick around, Molly. We'll just... Uh... Say, isn't this fudge about done, McGee? Look, it's getting hard. Well, uh, drop a drop of it into this glass of cold water, Doc. If it forms a little bead... It's ready to cool. Okay. Ah. Very interesting. Sank like a mother's heart at Willie's first haircut. It's done, Doc. It's done. Here, I'll put it out in this pan. Mm, boy, oh boy, that really looks marvelous, McGee. That's the only green and purple fudge I ever saw. Much obliged for helping me, Doc. You can have the first taste of it when it gets cool. Oh, no, no. It's your recipe. You're entitled to the first bite. Oh, no. You're the guest. You first. Oh, well, let's compromise. We'll let Molly have the first no, taste. No, no, you don't. No, no. Why, Molly, I made this just for you. Gee whiz, after all the trouble I went to because you were hungry for some good homemade fudge, my gosh. All right, all right. Now get out of my kitchen, both of you. I'll let you know when it's cool. I've got to clean up in here. I haven't seen so many dirty pans since the Elks put on their last minstrel show. 
Okay, Molly. Say, um, come on, McGee. I want to tell you about my venison fricassee. Yeah, and I want to give you my recipe for pineapple upside-down muffins, Doc. Oh, yeah. First you take a pineapple, uh-huh. then you turn it upside down. <laughs> ah, dear. There goes a good kid. Two good kids, in fact. Too good to be on the receiving end of what I have in mind when I look around this wreck of a kitchen. But now to dump out this murder mixture... And put the fudge I bought at Kramer's on a plate. There we are. And three lives saved. (laughs) All right, boys, the fudge is cool. Come and get it. Come on. Ah, the patter of little feet. (laughs) Well, didn't take long to cool off, did it? Why, certainly not. I had sense enough to drop a couple of ice cubes in it the last time I boiled it. Hey, this looks wonderful, Molly. Sure changes color when it gets cool, don't it? Yes, it does, doesn't it? Yeah. Ah, that's as fine a looking platter of goodies as I ever surveyed with these astigmatic old orbs. McGee, you're wonderful. I told you to be okay when it got cool. Mm-hmm. Have a feast, Doc. Thanks. Uh, Molly? Thank you. <clears throat> My gosh. It's delicious. Yeah, it's the best Mm. fudge I ever ate. It's simply grand, McGee. Well, I'm glad you like it, folks. Make you some any time you like. That's a wonderful recipe I made up, if I do say so myself. (laughs) And you know the most miraculous thing about it? No. What? When it cools off, it's even got nuts in it. your linoleum floors to have a bright gloss, one that's easy to maintain, you'll want to protect them with Johnson's self-polishing glow coat. If you're using glow coat for the first time, you'll be pleased to see how easily and evenly it spreads, how smoothly it dries without any streaking. Twenty minutes after you've applied glow coat, it'll be ready to walk on and shining beautifully. You know, of course, that glow coat is self-polishing. It shines as it dries without any rubbing or polishing. It keeps the colors and pattern of your linoleum, rubber, or composition tile floors bright as new, and it adds greatly to their life. So, for three good reasons, beauty, easier work, and economy, you'll like Johnson's self-polishing glow coat. It's used in many more homes than any other floor polish, and with greater satisfaction. That fudge all gone? Well, I'm just finishing the last piece, dearie. Okay. By the way, you started to tell me about something you got at Kramer's drugstore. What was that? Well, now let me think. I had it on the tip of my tongue just a minute ago. (laughs) Never mind. Good night. Good night, all.
This is Harlow Wilcox speaking for the makers of Johnson's Wax Products for Home and Industry, inviting you to be with us again next Tuesday night. Good night.